Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Sherm in the Booth. My name is Sherm. You guys are some true Chicagoans for coming out in January. It's snowing outside, it's freezing, and you're at the f***ing club at 1 a.m. Boys with the bass, yeah, boys, boys, bass. Who am I talking to right now? You're famous. <laughs> free food, free drinks, music. Girls, let's go. Do you like it? Cool. If you don't, goodbye. <laughs> I'm missing the most important part. Boys with the bass, yes. We should throw like a crazy like bar mitzvah party. This, this is crazy. Send me stems. I finished it. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? How is everyone doing? Just wait, you know it kicks in like three to five seconds afterward. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherman. Today is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022, and this is episode 203. I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to share this interview because I've been a longtime fan of this amazingly talented DJ producer who goes by the name of Max Styler. I caught up with Max from his studio in Las Vegas and had such a blast getting his full story. In episode 203, we got it all in and started by talking about his journey into dance music. Born and raised in a small town outside of San Luis Obispo in Southern California, Max found his love for music early on. Now, although he grew up in a small town, he had big goals for a future in music and started producing in his early teen years. He spent countless hours in the studio honing his craft until he finally released his first track in 2014. This is a person who has truly manifested their dreams. So much respect for his hard work and genuine passion for music. Now, of course, we talked about the Max Styler discography, which is dense. It's incredible, and it's filled with originals, collaborations, and remixes released on some of the biggest labels in dance music like Spinnin', Tool Room, Dim Mac, Realm, and so many more. We ran through his journey as an artist, starting with one of his biggest hits, Badman, with Autoerotic, which blew up and put his music on main stages worldwide, all the way to his recent collaboration project with Friend Within called Atlantic Garden. You might have heard one of his most profound releases called Let Me Take You There, featuring Laura White, which has over 16 million plays on Spotify. Absolute hits. We also had a great conversation on finding your sound. One of my favorite portions of this interview was discussing Max's journey defining his sonic identity. In his early years, he was releasing trap, big room, and progressive, but now finds himself producing proper house music. He's never felt more creative in the studio and is having a blast in this new chapter of his career. We know there are so many producers that are out there trying to figure out their sound, but Max believes you have to go with what feels natural and exciting. Great and simple advice here. This was a very special interview for many reasons. Although Max is still young, his level of talent and commitment is at veteran levels. I truly believe he will be one of the most impactful and influential producers of our generation. Max, thanks so much for coming on the show and remember to make sure you snag that aisle seat on every flight for easy bathroom access. Now let's get into it right now so you guys can hear a story for yourselves. This is episode 203 featuring Max Styler. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to an incredible episode of Sherman the Booth. I can guarantee that. We're here with my man, Max Styler. Max, how are you, my friend? It is such a pleasure. I'm so excited. I might be your number one fan after running through your discography again, but how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. 
It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, man. Like I said, before we got out, gone on the air, five years deep in this bitch. This is like episode 204. I can't even keep track anymore. I know I love what I'm doing and that's really all that matters. But dude, I'm telling you, I have been a Max Siler fan since like 2014. I think since around some of your first music came out and crazy. It's been so awesome watching your journey, all the chapters, all the different styles of music you produce and to see where you're at now. And, and you just told me you're feeling so creative and obviously having fun. So, you know, producer to producer, fan of you, DJ to DJ, seeing you with a smile on, man. It's just like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, life's good, man. Life's good right now. It's uh, the creative process is is rolling. Uh, the music's flowing. Um yeah, I, I finally know like kind of um, the sound that I'm going after now, whereas we're talking about the journey of how long it's been. Like yeah. I've I've been doing this a long time and I, I've known how to produce for a while, but like I didn't really figure out what I wanted and what I wanted to produce and and like my own vision um, until like pretty actually recently. Um, wow. I know it's I've been I've been producing for like 10 plus years and like I kind of figured my shit out like only like three ish three three years ago like really like okay this is what I want to do you know yeah that's inspiring um, man there's a lot of producers out there that think they have to figure it out right away right yeah exactly which is you know I mean it's nice if you do that but uh <laughs> but um it's been it's been a great journey and it's I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't change anything um you know getting getting to this spot and um yeah, yeah. absolutely man congratulations for, on all your success and we're gonna have an incredible interview like i said i know that for sure we're gonna get the full story but i always like to start off with a special question and the masters was last weekend and i don't okay. think a lot of people know this but in 2019 you were commissioned by Audemars pigway did i say that right yeah pigeon pigeon i think is i think it's how you i think it's like how like the Ooh, fuck it. Ooh, can you tell yeah. i'm a white guy from the midwest <laughs> <laughs> i did my absolute best Dude, I, I don't fuck it. i mean i haven't I, I think when i did that commercial i had no idea how to say it either so like i was <laughs> i was still a newbie too <laughs> okay okay i'm glad i'm glad but you yeah. you did which is an insanely dope watch company for people that don't know like this is what lebron yeah. james wears and yeah they make great watches they make great watches i hope you got a free one out of this did you unfortunately no what I was, the dude, fuck I was, dude I was trying dude they're t they're too expensive to ask for a free they watch costs more than they paid you oh 100 percent. i would have been i would have i would have been a dick to ask be like yo hook it up with a fucking free watch they'd be like are you fucking crazy like like yeah we liked you and we hired you but like nah fam yeah hold on max i got p diddy on the other line yeah you'll take them all pit puff okay cool it's max we're, we're fresh out man i'm sorry <laughs> yeah that would have that been nice that would have yeah, been, been nice really hey nice maybe next time maybe next time supply yeah, and demand for sure anyway they they commission you to make a song entirely out of the sounds of golf that is insane are you a golfer i mean like tell us the story of this because that's pretty damn cool yeah, so um, have been golfing pretty much my whole life. Okay, but gone gone through phases of of it. Um, of course, I was yeah, like like anything. But um, started really young. My dad took me to like the driving range with him when I was like two years old, like all the time. It was like his like break from work type thing. He would take me out in the stroller and just 
prop me up behind him driving. <laughs> uh, and I would just literally sit there and like watch, you know, watch him hit balls all day. Not all day, just, you know, hit balls for a while. And uh, finally ended up um, getting some clubs when I was like four or, you know, young. Um, and played pretty much consistently and started playing in like local tournaments and all this you know wow okay yeah up until i was like 12 or so and then i burnt out because i was on the golf golf course like four four days a week five days a week like consistently yeah it's all my parents were like grooming me to be like like a pro golfer yeah sounds like it young tiger (laughs) over here (laughs) yeah um and then i burnt out um because i just like it's just too much um and then yeah so ended up um it's it's kind of a crazy full circle thing so yeah um got into music um post golf um there was a few years where i wasn't into music obviously because i stopped at like 12 or whatever um and then i linked up with this guy named chris alba Mm-hmm. um who <clears throat> was booking um at the time for control la which is at avalon yeah 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 and um he ended up doing like my all of my creative kind of stuff for a while um and then um what happened after that he ended up linking up with the Audemars guys um at some point i don't i don't know his timeline but yeah linked up with them um and then reached out to me years later and was like hey i've got like this you know this kind of interesting gig do you want to like produce a song out of the sounds of golf and i'm like (laughs) how does how does one even do that yeah (laughs) so he literally he dropboxes me like a folder of like of like goose yells and fucking like (laughs) and like balls hitting water like each each like iron hit it would be like a nine iron hit of a ball like a a seven iron hit of a ball a driver hit of a ball like all these different sounds and uh yeah i had to like you know manipulate all these different sounds into like you know like it'd be easy to do like a like a hit of a ball and like you know, boost the low end to make a kick in a sense, and then drop all the lows, boost the highs a shit ton, and and EQ and all you know all sorts of kind of stuff to right. to um, manipulate these sounds and stretch them and whatnot to kind of yeah. make drums out of them or whatever. <laughs> Wait, what was the kick drum? Um, I think it was just hit like one of the balls getting hit. Yeah, I think that was the only that was the obvious play. I think it, there was a goose screaming or like whatever. <laughs> I'm like, can't even think of what a goose yelling or what, what goose. Yeah. But I ended up like looping it in simpler and making like a synth kind of noise out of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that was like how I made like the whatever. I, I don't mean I don't even remember the song at this point. It's been like a couple of years. But yeah, I wanted to ask if we could find it because I couldn't find it. It th- I think it's on. Um, hold on, let me see. I'll, I'll, since we're since we're on the computer, let me let me go on YouTube on my phone. Yeah. Yeah, let me find this real quick. Unbelievable though. I I know when I saw that I was like okay. 
there probably was some like you know hitting it out of the sand trap and like maybe a yeah there were those like... kinds of sounds too um it was pretty much anything you could think of that you would hear on a golf course like someone yelling for <laughs> holy like, shit all these weird sounds a lot of them didn't weren't even used because it was like kind of corny like like almost too corny to use you know <laughs> um here one sec i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up this oh man sounds of golf I can imagine the the cart girl getting involved too. Hopefully, like you boys need some drinks. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Right, I think I, here I got it. I got it. If Let's I go. send it to you, if I send it to you, could you play it like on? Yeah, send it to me. We'll do a little cut. Okay. Go ahead now, hit that. You can get that seven wood up. Oh wow, that did go high. <laughs> thread so funny <laughs> that's amazing i such knew a fucking that. such a random thing to like pop up like that's one of those things where because everyone's like when you when you're in the music scene it's like a thing where you know you never really know where paths are gonna lead you <laughs> is this you djing yeah, dude. Bro, this has 1.46 million views. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so they set me up with to like fire these. I had to like deep or like I produced the song and then they had me deconstruct it. And I had to like fire off these fucking things on a beat, beat, uh, beat pad. <laughs> and I actually before that, um, it was I think it was with an Ableton push. Yeah. Before that, I had never used it. And um, they were like, yeah, you should you should like fire all this stuff off with like the beat pad. It'll look way cooler on on, on the commercial or whatever. Um, so I had to like quickly scramble and figure out how to fuck to use this thing. <laughs> but uh, shit. yeah, it ended up ended up turning out pretty, pretty OK. Wow. Holy shit! We'll yeah. we'll we'll have my editor cut that in because I want to watch that later. And yeah, yeah, on. for sure. <laughs> That's unreal. What a what a that was probably one of the best first. I knew when I was like doing my research on you, and I found this, I was like, God, it's a fucking nugget. The masters just yeah, happened. Oh, yeah. Like this is, and it's like truly unbelievable. Like talk about challenging your creativity as a producer. Yeah, for sure. You gotta definitely think outside of the box for that. Have you ever dropped it in a set, Max? Be honest can't say that i have and, <laughs> and can't say that i probably will 
Unless it blows up on TikTok and I and I'm forced to play it live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this asshole fucking DJing a, a golf commercial. Dude, hey, man, the agents are gonna find out now. You gotta watch out. I don't shit. This oh, might man. be one of those parts you actually have to cut out. We started off great, and you're like, dude, actually, no. I, I, yeah, can't, like... I can't let this go viral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. my God. That's amazing, bro. So funny, yeah. Hilarious. It was a fun experience, though. It was it was actually a, it was a really cool experience, and and um, it was cool for, for Chris to uh, Chris and his wife, Lindsay, to hook that up and set that up for me. Man, you never know where somebody's going to end up with, with relationships. Seriously, now he does, like... Um, I know he does all the marketing for Tech Deck, and like Tech Deck. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, Tech Deck, and then um, he. I know he does a bunch of stuff with Puma now as well. Puma Golf. So he's hooked. He's hooked it up for Puma's like Puma commercials for me as well. Dude. Puma swag, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's it's cool, dude. Nice guy. Who's who's to say that you have to be a touring DJ to make it as a producer in the music industry? Right there, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, people, think about it. You know what I want to hear? Fucking NASCAR F1 track. That would be upset yeah. or techno or like a fusion. I don't even know. 100%. F1. F1. Yeah. F1. I, I got into F1 so much when I started watching that. I know everyone did because it's the Netflix show, dude. Dude. That show is so sick. Max, I got, I literally watched it. My younger brother loves it. I had a gig last weekend. It ended at 1 a.m. and he made us leave right away to go catch the qualifiers. <laughs> And we made it with like 30 seconds to go. And there's like five guys there all clapping, blacked out. And I'm like, what is this? In yeah, what's going on? What yeah. is what is this? I mean, it's pretty sick. Like, you can't deny that. Yeah. It's been it's been cool, like watching all the all the different teams and like you get to like know each one of the drivers, you know? Yeah. It's it's a cool podcast or not podcast, cool show. Yeah, dude, it is a dope show. And I mean, yeah. who who would have thunk? Like, it's always been out there too. Huge. Yeah. But I think the thing is for a lot of people is it's like, I think watching the actual race is boring for people. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, no, I think obviously when they dive into like the drama of the team and like the people and yep. how everything works, that's what like, you know, hooks people. Yeah, absolutely. Always yeah. the drama. That's what we love. Yeah. Yeah. Love the drama. We love the Pete Davidson, Kim K. Oh, fucking, we love the Will Smith. <laughs> we don't we gotta get it. into that though <laughs> we love it no that's yeah. that's another podcast for another time yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you were talking about your parents a little bit earlier you were raised golfing but you didn't mention did you mention where you actually grew up uh no so i grew up in um area called san luis obispo yeah for sure um you know do you know do you know kind of I do. I my I have a day job in logistics actually, and uh, I've I've shipped and picked up out of there actually. Oh, it's, sick! It's out there though a little bit, right? It is um, out there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I technically didn't grow up in um, San Luis Obispo. I grew up in an outskirts kind of town called Templeton. Wow, little town. Yeah, little town. It was like eight thousand people. Holy shit, dude! How many people were in your high school? Eight hundred, I think. Wow. Total. Yeah. That's like the whole yeah. town though, basically. All the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, kids. literally the whole town. So I went to high wow. school there, but um I kind of grew up all there's there's a bunch of like surrounding small towns in San Luis Obispo as a whole. Right. There's Morro Bay, Cayucas, all like mm -hmm. kind of the beachy beachy towns, Avila Beach. Yeah. Um, which is a popular area. Um 
And yeah, I, I was there until I was uh, 22, mm-hmm. and then moved straight from there to Vegas. Culture shock. Jesus, bro. Yeah. 8,000 people to the strip. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite yeah. the transition. I mean, yeah. obviously a lot must have transpired in between then. Small school. Now, California, of course, like, always has a rich music culture. Did you ever visit LA or San Francisco and stuff? Yeah, yeah. When you first I, got exposed? I, yeah, I had already started, like, touring a bit. Um, okay. I was, I was starting to do shows when I was, like, 17, 18. Right. Um and was kind of already traveling everywhere in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just living, you know, at home with my parents would come back and right. come back to Templeton. But um, yeah, ended up ended up here in Vegas. It's crazy, man. Did you have any friends that were producing or DJing? Yeah, so um, Mac J also grew up in slow. Did he? Dude, yeah. I, I was going to get around to this because I know you guys collaborated a lot in yeah. the early days in big room mac yeah. j was when he released that track with hardwell i'm blanking on the name of it count countdown countdown yeah dude that was a game changer song for him for sure forever that song I, went off off bro yeah off yeah. i mean yeah. i remember hearing that at festivals that came out like right in the peak of hardwell blowing up and big room and everything and yeah he was on the precipice man that's awesome i did not he know was. that though that's so cool yeah, so he grew up, he went, I think he went to San Luis Obispo High School. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, we actually didn't link up. It's, this this is a really kind of crazy story. Yeah. Um, we didn't meet up just like normally, whatever, like through like high school friends or like through mutual friends or whatever. Right. Um, my uh, mom's a doctor was his dad. And, um, I did, I had no idea about this for forever. And then she's like, yeah, my doctor's, uh, son like produces and, and DJs. And I know you like to do that too. Like maybe like you can exchange info or something at some point. And then that never happened. And I, I started just following him just to like, kind of see what he was doing. Yeah. That was the first time I'd heard about him. Right. And, uh, I saw that he was doing a remix contest for his, uh, little John, uh, I forget the, the name of the song. It was like, um, fuck, what was it? Let's, Dude, or, uh, let's, let's get fucked up. Let's get fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and Riggy Impiros fucking snapped on those remixes, bro. I remember that shit. That's crazy. You remember that? Yes, very so much. So, I just, bro. I just fucking submitted my remix in this competition that he did. That's how it happened. Holy shit! And he didn't know I was from Slow and picked the fucking remix. And then we met in LA because like the, one of the things to like, like one of the, like the, one of the prizes is to open for him, um, in LA. This was like one of the first shows I ever did. How old are you? Uh, uh, I think it was 17. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They had to like, I wasn't, I wasn't even allowed to hang out. Like I had to like leave after my set. I've had I had a few of those a few of those scenarios even here in Vegas too before I was 21 like yeah I would get um ushered in by like five security guards like fully surrounding me <laughs> everyone thought I was like fucking Justin Bieber walking into the club, dude <laughs> they were like 
who is that guy? And I'm like, dude, I'm just fucking so young. I like, I gotta leave. Like, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. (laughs) I would like go play the set. And then they would just like, right when I was done, there was no like hanging out or anything. It was like, like, come here, get out. Holy shit, man. Yeah. That's a bit intense. I remember hearing about that when poor Martin Garrix turned 21 too. Yeah. I think he, yeah, he was dealing with the same, same type of thing. I wasn't obviously on that level because I was still I was on the opener level. Somebody <laughs> thought you were though. Someone, hey, that's all that that's all that counts. Everyone <laughs> at the club thought that I was on that level. Yeah, but I was really just so young. <laughs> that's that's crazy though, man. I mean, to be that yeah. young and like performing, let alone like having success in music, was that like tough for you or exciting? What was it? What was it like? Yeah, it was it was really exciting and um like i'd always like kind of i would just like lay in bed at night and like manifest this shit like i was dude i was like so focused on it that's amazing to make it happen to like do shows and like release music um and uh i think just all the manifestation actually paid off i mean obviously you know being in studio every single day for 10 hours a day helped too like really just forcing it and and canceling like plans and you know if my friends were doing stuff i'd be like i mean i would go hang out as much as i could but i would also like try to like still like you know keep my head down and 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 push as hard as i could yeah max styler became real at a pretty young age right i mean like do you remember when you were like, I'm going to do this? Were you 15, 16? Yeah. Um, I think um, the first release was the first official release on Dimmock was 2014, I think, or 2015. It was 2015. It was the Badman uh, record with Autoerotic. Bro, you're forgetting about We Can Be Free in 2014 off K Theory Music. Okay. Uh-huh. I didn't know you were going to go that deep. But yeah, I... bro. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I knew, I knew back then that I was, that I was, you know, serious about it. And those guys yeah. are really cool too. Um, I haven't heard from them for a little while, but um, I remember sending them music, you know, very early on and they were, they were trying to help me out and, and give me, you know, some cool production tips and all this kind of stuff. So shout out to K theory. It's been, it's been a minute, but it's awesome. Um, yeah, that was that was my first ever official release on their on their label. Uh, I think it was just K Theory Music. Yeah, um, this is a massive trap song too, bro. Like it was like <laughs> big room trap. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought I was a big Max Tyler fan. I hadn't heard this one before though. You know, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. went to your Beatport. I'm gonna reveal a secret. You go to the Beatport, you find the first track you can find. Also, I went deep on your SoundCloud too, like oh, all yeah. the way back. You had some SoundCloud remixes. I can't remember what they were, but they were fucking snappers too. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I was I was doing like all sorts of trap stuff in the beginning, and yeah. like I started doing trance, and then I was like super into Matt Zoe for a minute. Um, Language well, for a minute. I was I was a I'm still a huge Matt Zoe fan, but like when I was first getting into it, like diehard Matt Zoe and <laughs> like Elon Bluestone type shit, you know? Okay, okay very into that kind of stuff and then ended up somehow on a trap kick for a minute um i don't remember how i got into that it's so dude that fucking that time i was like a huge yellow claw fan i still am like oh yeah 
massive, right? And like when Flostradamus original Don came out, I remember I was in college and it just like changed the energy of a party and like listening to it with your homies. It was just like amazing. Like that big room trap period of time from like, yeah, it was great. 2013 to 2015. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It was yeah. fun. That shit was. I just think, of, I just think of Carnage when I think of Big Room Trap. It's my mind instantly just goes to Carnage. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I miss that Carnage sometimes, man. I know, dude. He's on that. He's on that house kick now. He is, but you know what? I can't hate because he's dropping Hood Polly, and I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. no problem, bro. Yeah, here's yeah. some more demos. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He's he's doing he's doing good shit. Yeah, I love it. I think he's you know I he's kind of easy to talk shit about because he is so big and is a shit talker. Right. But like, yeah. dude, whatever, whatever, like he's playing people's music. And I think a lot of big DJs can't say the same, you know, like for sure. I had this conversation with DJ Susan recently and like the key to blowing up one of the major keys is like having big DJs play your music. Like this happened for you with, with Bodmon, right? Like this track was heard around the world, bro. All right, let's check out one of Styler's biggest hits. This one's called Bodmon with Autoerotic on Dim Mac. You know, and the Toro Toro remix too, like, yeah, those two paired together, like the Max Styler name was out there, right? Yeah. And in house sometimes, like Fisher's Ultra main stage set, like had a lot of IDs, but no DJ Susan or Max Styler or like underground guys, right? But in my yeah. opinion, we're making that shit, bro, that could be dropped there. But no, no, no diss on Fisher. I think he's great. But like, yeah, that's that key. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why you blew up pretty quick because that track caught steam on the main stages, right? Yeah. Yeah. The main stage was, was the time for that song. It, it definitely, the, the, the original version we thought was going to just absolutely crush, which it, yeah. it did on, on main stages. I like a lot of people were playing that, that, that record out, mm -hmm. but then the Toro Toro remix came along. I remember like listening to that for the first time. And I was like, Whoa, this is like a, like a, totally original song mm -hmm. just with our little like vocal <laughs> like it was it was it was barely even a remix like mm -hmm. it was a fully original song you know with with a little bit of our our vocal sample in it yeah and that one that one really took off really took there off. was something there was something infectious about the way they manipulated that vocal sample for sure it, it crazy man and like that was and this was a crazy time for you too because you were just talking about your first track 2015 you said uh -huh. it was really 2014 though i got okay you. yeah but this is a really interesting time for you because you're producing a lot of different types of music right like i'm gonna get you with a fucking flashback right now show you yeah. how show you how with Kara. this was oh, future based okay. bro skyline yeah. with felmax straight up hard trap like oh, fucking, yeah. like let's go <laughs> aftershock ep with dev you had yep. both progressive and big room on it and yep. I think you'll be the first person to state a lot of different styles here, right? In in combination so with the auto erotic. So many. So yeah, many I was years. just I was honestly, I was so lost. <laughs> I I loved I loved so many different kinds of yeah, music. Right. Like I was 
I was just in love with with dance music and electronic music in general. Yeah. And my influencers were fucking everywhere. Like, right. It's just like how it was for me. I was young. I was I was figuring out how to do all this shit, learn and, mm-hmm. and you know whatnot, and it kind of you know showed in the music I released. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, as a fan of the music, as a fan of you, and as a fellow producer, it's obvious that you were having fun though, right? Because these were oh, yeah, all. For sure objectively very well produced tracks right it's not like oh i'm making trap but i'm gonna try big room but it's not as high of quality like these were all good tracks i'm like what's fucking lazy going down i, I can't <laughs> Thanks, man. It, they're all great but i think that's a it's a really really important you know i'm gonna say it a few times chapter in the max styler discography bro those 2014 to 2016 because in 2017 to 2019 yeah this was a really really special time for you because you're you you are blowing up with a lot of your massive tracks, right? Like you're getting great gigs at this point too. You're releasing on labels like Armada, Big Beat, Mad Decent, Dim Mac, of course, who I know you have a great relationship with and spinning. And before we get into the tracks, right? Like you just mentioned, you didn't really know what you were doing. You know, you loved a lot. Yeah. Did you think this is an important moment? I'm blowing up right now. Do I have to pick a lane? Do you remember what you were thinking in the studio? I think I remember just kind of thinking to myself that I can just be the guy that does, you know, a bunch of different kind of genres and yeah, which is possible. Yeah. Which, and, and, you know, some guys do that. I know nitty gritty, you know, does that. He's an incredible producer. He can just, he dives into any lane and fucking crushes it. Absolutely. Um, but that kind of stopped for me once I really got into house music Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Ah, this is, this is, this is for me. (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this is my shit but um yeah i uh i was i was definitely all over the place for for yeah. a while there but i was enjoying it you know like you said i was i was i was loving you know everything for sure it was for fun, sure. It was fun to produce all those different styles absolutely man and i'm glad you're so humble about it too right like you were just enjoying the process and there are two tracks that i really want to discuss because in my opinion, they're more of the emotional and colorful side of Max Styler. Heroes featuring is it Nev or Nevi? Oh yeah, I think it's I think it's Neve or Nev. I actually I... don't know for sure. Okay, cool. Me neither. Which is <laughs> hilarious because I did a fucking yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. And and all your love. I think, I think I'm I'm almost positive it's Neve. Okay, I'm Neve. Positive. Shout out Neve. We love you. Great yeah. track. Yeah. Heroes is like a really fun Quinn XEII slash Louis the Child type good vibe track. All Your Love is a super unique like future bass and house style. Yeah. Both of these tracks, fun to listen to in a car, dance at a festival, yeah. put on at a pregame. I mean, th- like I said, there's a colorful, soulful part of you coming out. You just said it, the house music version of yourself. But this was the in-between really before we got to the yeah. let me take you there era, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the All Your Love record for me was like a kind of a pivotal song for me i know you guys are gonna love this one it's called all your love by max styler on dimmock Now 
I did my research right. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, that was that was like the one for me where I was like trying to blend my past sound because well, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all your love. Uh, completely just lost my train of thought. That's all right. Gonna, it happens. We're gonna yeah. have to. We're gonna have to cut it. <laughs> we're um, not. This is. We're human, bro. We're human. <laughs> I'm talking about all your love because it, it led yeah. you into the next level for yourself. Yeah. So, so I was always really hooked on on the future based stuff. Yeah. And this was already where I was starting to really get into house music. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think to myself, how can I blend my sound that I'm currently doing to start to kind of go into like this houseier kind of lane, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's where all your love kind of came in and it was kind of, it was honestly a future based song, but at like, I think it was 126 or right around that, you know, range. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was all like the sounds of future bass, but with house tempo. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there was a lot of people doing that at that time. No, not at all. Um, and that's one song, or the other. Yeah. That song did a, like get some pretty decent amount of support and people were really loving that i probably should have made a few more like it but like <laughs> it was at the time i was like i did it and i'm gonna like move on and keep keep trying new things mm-hmm. um i've always like felt weird kind of redoing in a sense songs yeah man um i know i know that's like a definitely a uh a formula for some artists where they they find one you know one thing that works and then they make 10 songs that sound exactly the same <laughs> mm. kind of happening uh, right now unfortunately for a lot yeah of yeah true i mean it, it always it always happens um yeah. but um yeah so that was that was definitely a, a pivotal song for me um where i tried to kind of blend the past stuff that i was doing kind of more with this new vision that i had mm-hmm. um for house music um and then i then i went on to make um the feel it ep um i think let me take you there was on that ep as well yeah all right let's check this one out together it's called let me take you there by max styler featuring laura white on dim mac everybody needs somebody we can make it on our own turning up late at the party and going home bush like 
feel it and let me take you there featuring laura white like it's just good house music man like they're filled with good energy and soul like these tracks are some of your biggest for a reason and like even getting to know you right now and listening to him to as a fan like i could just tell you were coming into your own and just fucking loving the music you were making yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. i was definitely on high there for sure yeah that's was, awesome man that's yeah. what it's all about bro like for any producers out there i mean it can be so difficult to feel like what is my let me take you there i mean yeah you made 10 songs to get to that point right they're like slowly you went this way this way this way oh yeah like, i mean oh, dude hundreds of, so hundreds of songs hundreds of songs thousands of fucking songs dude. <laughs> thousands so <of> many songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i take it take it's a journey to get to where you know like to where you really um feel comfortable and and know like where you want to be sonically yeah isn't it crazy that was out three years ago bro like looking back yeah. now i mean that track still does well live. I play it all the time. That is on my USB. Let me take you there. Let me take you there? No shit. Absolutely, <laughs> bro. Absolutely. It's That's so awesome. versatile. It's a great track to kind of like pivot the energy if you want or just like break yeah. it up a little bit with some vocals. Do you still drop yeah, yeah, it live? Yeah. What's that? You still drop it live? Um, I play remixes of it because right. it's a little too... Um, it's poppy. Poppy for my sets now. Yeah. Um. But um, I do love the Casey Lights remix, and I yeah. do love the Sammy Porter remix. Yeah, both of those. It's interesting. Like, I'll play the Casey Lights remix if it's like an outdoor venue, mm -hmm. and I'll play the Sammy Porter remix if it's like an indoor, like clubby type. Thing. <laughs> oh, they're I like, like very, that. they're very different. One's like a very festivaly kind of remix. Yeah, the other one's like fucking. Let's do all the drugs and just go <laughs> so hard. <laughs> I love it, man. That must be so yeah. much fun to have, like, not only, like, one sick remix, but a sick remix package come out with that. There Wasn't there, like, five or six that came out? Yeah, Sonder did one, uh, Sammy yep. Porter, Casey Lights, and Artie. Artie! I mean, it was crazy to get him him to do one, too. He's fucking trance legend. Legend, bro. I, yeah. love, I love his new project, the Alpha yeah. One, too. It's, like, yeah. it's amazing. He's I have a funny story. Too. I have a funny story about Artie, actually. Let's hear it. So, um, he doesn't know this. I know it because the, <laughs> the story happened to me. Um, I played Electric Zoo, New York. Mm -hmm. I think it was 2017. Yeah. And um, I was set up for an interview with um, the SiriusXM BPM guys that day. Yeah. And I happened to have my hair dyed blonde then. And so did Artie. And if you go like... if you go on Google Images or his Instagram or whatever the fuck, we look like fucking twins. <laughs> and I did this fucking serious XM BPM interview for like five minutes, and they thought I was Artie. Holy shit! Five minutes. <laughs> and then did they found out. That was... What's that? Did you just play along? I don't remember if I played along or not, but I, I knew that they thought that I was Artie. Yeah. And then they realized that it wasn't, and they felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and These fucking radio I mean, guys like, Artie, it's great to have you here. Yeah. We love your new music. How does it yeah. feel to be in New York? And you're like, uh. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is like I, I can't even knock them because I fucking looked so so identical like we and i didn't even know it until after but like we looked so similar 
it's so funny oh fucking funny bro yeah and then you know two years later he's remixing one of my songs (laughs) (laughs) that's another full circle you got a lot of full circle stories don't you yeah are there funny random shit like that yeah (laughs) the the music industry is a funny place honestly it's like yeah it's full of comedy and laughter when it really comes down to it seriously 100%. 100%. Oh my god, that's funny. Thanks for sharing that story. We got to get that yeah. in Artie's hands. I think I actually I've had somebody on the podcast who knows Artie. I'm gonna send it to him. Let's get Perfect. it. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I don't think he knows the story. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I mean, have you met him since then, or like know him at all? Yeah, briefly. Um, right. Uh, I met him at a. Um, it was actually in Denver. There was a festival there. Nice. Um, and this was after he did the remix. Nice. And um, yeah, I was just like, "Hey, thanks for thanks for remixing the song." You know, <laughs> it was it was it was a quick you know it was a yeah. quick exchange, but um, yeah, it was good. He was nice nice to meet him finally. Good guy, good guy, mm-hmm. unreal, bro. Okay, so we've gotten all the way up until 2020, Max, and this is I mean we're in, currently in a new chapter, in my opinion. But this is is my favorite is my favorite chapter, of Max Tyler, bro. Like the chapter turns releasing again on dim mac which i want to ask you about really quick because you've released a lot of music with them over the years yeah. since your your first days before we get into this what's your relationship like with dim mac these days yeah so i signed with them when i was 18 uh, they were the first people to support me and steve was the first person that kind of put me on and like i was so excited i yeah. was like let's fucking let's do this yeah i signed a huge deal with them like so many records yeah um and i think it was i think it was 40 records i signed with them when I okay was that it's been i was gonna say it's been at least 40 records that you've released with them yeah yeah yeah. um and wow. i just finished the record side of it um i think it was 2019 or 2020 i think i i think i've like finalized the you know the deal holy uh, shit yeah it was it was a long one but it was um it was always great like you know um i love everyone there steve has uh, steve's been a huge supporter of me for a long time it's amazing um, yeah we're we're you know still super close friends like he lives here in vegas i see him all the time sick um, dude how's his yeah. studio bro i've seen all those videos of it it's it's like the fucking it's it's the neon future cave dude that's what it, i mean it's it, it's like a fucking spaceship in there dude it's always like this bright white room the craziest lights like it's like a full-blown spaceship everything's touch screen oh oh that's so sick jesus yeah yeah that's awesome his, his, his whole house is just a giant like playground he deserves all the credit, man, because he is definitely someone who puts on for the younger generation, like we've talked about. 100%. And he he exemplifies what it means to take being a DJ to being an entertainer, you know? Yeah. Like, say what you want, but he gets it, bro. He, he does. really fucking gets it. And yeah. I've always looked up to him. And I, I think probably a lot of people have seen that documentary about him, but he is legitimately one of the hardest working people in the world, in my opinion. And yeah, not even in the music scene, dude. Like in the world, in general, one of the hardest working people. That I, uh, the hardest working person I know by far. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Definitely deserves definitely deserves all the success he's he's had for sure. Yeah, he he man, it's it's incredible. And and why I brought up Dimac right now is because 
they've done such a great job of signing incredible house music and not just underground tech house, right? Like different styles of house. And it's just awesome, bro. Like have a label run by Steve Aoki and have that type of music like released. That's inspiring as fuck, dude. Mm -hmm. Like to be a young gun that'd be like, Oh, how do I get on spinning? How do I get on tool room? It's like, dude, you can get on dim Mac, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's possible. And I just think that's so cool. And I look up to him in a lot of different ways just because of the role model that he is and the label that he runs and the brand that he's built. It's so dope. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. He's de- he's built a fucking empire with that. You yeah. know, he and just getting just... started still too. I feel like <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think he still, I think he still tours like 300 dates a year to, to 300. <laughs> Dude. I don't know how, like, because I, I I know he doesn't even sleep that much. Like, and he just can he can he's like the Energizer Bunny. He like just flips the switch and he just goes. It's like, yeah, it's. I mean, I I I've toured with him a, a bunch and yeah. like, um, we did a China, uh, run, like, three years ago or so, mm-hmm. and, it was brutal. Like, cause we had to be on. It was a flight tour and it was all over mainland China for <laughs> like two or three weeks. Holy shit. And. I would sleep like three or four hours a night and then the, the lobby call would be like whatever asshole fucking made these flights like <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be up till because you know when you're up to the clubs you're 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 up till 3 4 a.m later you and then the next morning they're like all right lobby call 8 a.m and i'm like fuck you whoever ever booked these flights God, <laughs> um dude. yeah uh and it was it was like that for you know a few weeks so Definitely. And he, dude, he, somehow he can, he just like, I think, I know he's tired, but like, he just doesn't, he can function fully and he like doesn't get like, I don't know. It's crazy. Max, it's crazy. He's, he's reached an, another level of human. I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, I really don't know what else to say. Like, yeah, yeah. he, yeah. he has achieved like what it's like to be mentally tough. I think that's probably it. Right. Like he, yeah. Physically, he's very fit and he's super well known for that. And I love that because I, I love exercise and, and being healthy and stuff. But yeah, to be on that level, like mentally, I mean, it's some fucking David Goggins shit, bro. You know, David Goggins like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. That guy, that guy's Instagram always makes me laugh. Zane, bro. I'm like, yeah. dude, chill out, I man. I'm a fucking pussy. It's like I'm he's running, like, he's literally running from like San Luis Obispo to New York and like. <laughs> 10 minutes and he's like don't be a fucking bitch <laughs> like i can't do that yeah i'm like yeah, i'm good man i'm good yeah, yeah hey hey yeah. approaching 30 here david i'm you know i'm doing yeah, my best like, i'm good dude you do you you go off but i'm i'm fine <laughs> you do you <laughs> that dude that dude is the steve aoki of fucking marathon song. yeah there we go there we go yeah <laughs> david aoki david aoki the things we figure out on this podcast man it's a pleasure to be here in this moment with you <laughs> that's, Good hilarious. that's hilarious bro shout yeah. out to shout out to steve aoki shout out to dim mac um shout out to david goggins shout out to david goggins of course of course absolutely <laughs> let's shout out joe rogan while we're at it too why not? yeah why not <laughs> um so back to your music man uh we, we, we did just mention tool room you had an incredible release on tool room uh realm gorgon city's label i love that track glasgow underground incorrect anthony atala shout out to anthony 
How yeah. was that Miami party, by the way? Susan told me that Dude. you had to cancel and then you I did had to come. Cancel. I had to cancel. I was going to come and then I didn't come. It was, dude, it was like a roller coaster of a day. Fuck. So, yeah. So, the um, the curfew hole thing that popped up like really last minute. Yeah. Um, like day switched, before. Yeah. Switched the set. Had They had to switch up their set times. And my flight was getting in at 10 30 mm-hmm. um, at night. And uh, my set time originally was. I think like three to five a.m. and I was I like, I'll book, a, I'll book, a, I'll book a, you know, a um, ten thirty flight, get there late, like it's fine. Right. And then I wake up that morning. Anthony's like calling me. He's like super bummed. He's like, <laughs> "Fuck, here's the deal. There's this curfew, and now we have to shift everything back to I think it was like six to twelve. Yeah. And I, my flight wasn't landing till ten thirty, and then I would have to land, get my bags. Go to, you know, I mean, I just wouldn't have worked. So I was like, yeah. all right, I'll just, I'll just cancel my flight. Super, super bummed. And then um, he texts me like two hours later and it's like one o'clock in the afternoon here in Vegas. And he's like, yo, curfew, curfew doesn't apply for us tonight. We're good to roll. Like same, same set times. I'm like, fuck my flight's canceled. Like, <laughs> like, and I'm, and I'm like, looking. I'm like, can I, you know, maybe I'll just like fuck it and just book another flight. Shotgun it, yeah, fuck it. Shotgun. Zero. Nothing, nothing from anywhere. Couldn't even fly out from like LAX. Not that I was gonna do that, but like couldn't fly out. I was just curious at that point because there was Yeah, for sure. Like zero, nothing, no flights at all. Um That's heartbreaking, bro. Yeah, it sucked. Um, so unfortunately didn't get to play the treehouse uh Miami thing. But um yes, Anthony Atala, incorrect one of the best dudes i know amazing label such a fucking cool guy yeah um and he's been he's been a very big uh supporter and and you know for me with with shifting over to um house music and and um yeah he's he's awesome he's great man he so he lives in chicago as i'm sure you know i'm actually doing an in-person interview with him in a few weeks and i'm so excited oh cool that's awesome yeah he's he's a pillar in chicago and house music in general what he's done with incorrect is is incredible you know it's it's special because the music that comes out on there bro is like fucking top tier like cream to like creme bro you know it may not be the most well known by society standards but we all know in the industry like incorrect is like primo oh yeah total primo yeah everyone everyone loves that label everyone that's a dj tool label honestly that's it exactly is. what it is like i would yeah. download I, I think i have 80 percent of his releases like yeah. yeah they all just work dude and and yeah. that's why i think he's so it's great. um it's 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 like a highly respected label yeah exactly highly respected for sure yeah. he's a fucking g bro but yeah like i was saying man like i believe now we're getting the most polished creative and real version of you yet like if you think back to what we were talking about in the early days, we've got the power and energy, bro, of your early trap and big room days. Like there's something in Max Tyler tracks like that. I'm like, whoa, like there's there's that kick, but it's not all the way. And the soulful <laughs> and raw emotions of the let me take you there era, bro, combined with years of production, thousands of songs. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how do you feel in the studio now compared to like the early days or maybe even halfway? Yeah. So, I mean, um, 
now I go in with a vision. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, I've got, you know, um, X amount of acapellas to work with that singers will send me or just okay. like, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'll, yeah. I'll start building up melodies. Um, and it's, it's, it's really great knowing um, and having a vision finally um, knowing how I want a song to sound in my head yeah. um, before making it. Yeah. Um, and kind of, and just having like, you know, I keep saying it, but having this like kind of vision, you know, yeah. or before laying anything down. Um, whereas before it was just like, um, I would just find cool sounds that I liked and kind of would arrange them all and, and place it all in. And, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's the, that's the kind of difference now is just having a, um, a different mindset towards, towards production. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think you really could not have said it better. You have a vision, like, because you know what you like. And I think like you still have a soft spot in your heart for all those types of music, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. I still, I mean, I, yeah, I love, I love everything that I've, that I've done in the past and I love all those different styles. Like it's, it's all, it's all electronic music. It's all great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. For me, like everything there is like, um, you know, just a little taste of what I really love, which is, you know, house music. So absolutely, bro. It's amazing. And I, if it was up to me and we had all the time in the world, I would ask you about every single one of your tracks from this era. But I think you're going to like this because what I want to ask about are your collabs with L.A. Riots, bro, because. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know this. You probably do. But one of the reasons I want to talk about this, because back in 2016, you were both part of Rain Man's Bring Back the Summer remix package. <laughs> OK, yeah. his remix was an insane drum and bass track and yours was a massive trap remix. Yeah. Fast forward to 2021. And we're just going and collabing. Bro, run with Brux on Tool Room. Get ready for a heater. This one's called Run with LA Riots and Brux on Tool Room Records. underground tech house that track is insane i call that love on realm and i promise you on bambosa bro like y'all are making underground hits and thanks dude isn't it cool i mean it must be cool for you guys to like have gone through similar trajectory you know yeah totally found where you are now because la riots is incredible yeah he's he's super talented not only production wise but um djing like i don't know if a lot of people know this but Mm. his dj chops second to none he's chopping oh shit i didn't know that insane dude like he's so talented at djing um and uh yeah um so my manager started managing him i think it was during covid Mm -hmm. and really got us to properly link up okay awesome um and we hit it off instantly like we had you know we had very similar tastes in, in the style of music that we were into then right um and uh, we just started sending a bunch of ideas back and forth. Um, and I think every song that we worked on got signed. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't do a single song 
that didn't get signed together, which was amazing. So cool. That doesn't happen every time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Is his name? His name is uh, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. Shout out to Daniel, man. Shout That's out awesome. Daniel. I'm actually gonna be with him uh, on Friday in Hawaii. We have a like a um, it's, we're doing like this co-headline type type deal. Um, it's funny. We both of us were like, dude, I don't care who headlines it. Let's just like let's just figure it out when we get there. Yeah. And the venue hit us up today. They're like, no, we we need to know like who's getting like what set time so we can like <laughs> pose about it. We're like, fine. So we literally just like flipped a coin today. Yeah. And he was like, I'll pick heads. And then slammed it. He had heads. So I'm, I'm going to open for him. And, and... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a healthy friendship, though. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's like both of us didn't care. We're like, dude, let's just coin flip it and see see what happens. Going to Hawaii with your boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's it'll, be, it'll be a good time. Yeah. Honolulu? Yeah. Dude, have you DJed there before? Yes. Um, What's it like? It's pretty cool. The The Republic I've DJed once, which is the main club on the island there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, great crowd. Amazing club. Uh, run by really good people. Um, DJed there. Crazy. Uh, I think it was 2016 or 15 with the Chainsmokers. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And um, Damn. Yeah, uh, that's the first time I met those guys, um, and they were that was before, that was before selfie came out. I think. Yeah, that I think it came out in 2016. They had like that. Uh, small it was right before selfie movies. came out. I, I'm yeah. almost positive it was right before selfie came out. Yeah. Um. Damn. Yeah, I, I opened for them there at Republic, and then the next time I went out, I did a. Um, it was a headline thing at this place called Hawaiian Brian's, which is like, oh, yeah, it's a little more underground, but it was a solid, really cool club. Yeah. Um, and then this is my, I might be, I might be forgetting another time, but this is either my third or fourth time playing there. That's awesome, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. This, so this is, is my fourth time. There. I was there with, I was there with Aoki a while ago too, I think. I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. I mean, it's obviously pretty Americanized. It is America. But... Yeah, it depends on where you are. Honolulu is very touristy. Okay. Um, but if you go to places like Maui, um, it's a little, you know, little different, a little like more slow, like yeah, moving, chill. Um, That's awesome, bro. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an awesome place. It's a really really cool place to be. Fuck yeah, man! Well, safe travels to you out there, bro. That's Thank you. Sick. That's gonna be sick. Have have fun with Daniel too. Damn. Yeah. I wish I was coming. That sounds fucking fun. <laughs> one day, baby, we're gonna go yeah, on a world yeah, tour. Day, me, you, and DJ Susan. Let's go. But dude, we gotta fucking make that happen for sure. Uh, dude, I I I was just about to ask you. I let me help you get to Chicago if that's not helping or if not happening already. We gotta make that happen. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I've I um I think there's a couple things that are being talked about right now for Chicago, but okay. um, I don't think anything is set in stone. Okay. Well, let me know if you need some handshakes. I'll kiss some babies and sign some tits if you need, bro. Whatever. My guy. I got you, bro. <laughs> Thank I'm, you. I'm fucking rolling out the red carpet for DJ Susan this summer. He's got like four gigs. I'm like, is that enough? Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking with Anthony. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do something with with one of his parties in Chicago. Or yeah, that's trying, that's trying what... to get trying to get something going. You know, I, I definitely want to come out to Chicago. Dude, and and we're doing a a lot of stuff with Hood Polly in Chicago too. So we just book you as the headliner, like at that point too, because 
actually with Anthony, we're doing a hood poly stage takeover on this boat party. And Susan is headlining the incorrect party, like on the roof. So it's like, we can do some serious collaborations, bro. That'd be awesome. Yeah, dude, let's do it. I'm super down. Let's go. (laughs) I'm fired up right now. God (laughs) damn. Wait, real quick. I just said DJ Susan. We got to talk about your hood poly release hot flash and your dj susan collab coming over this was like yeah. within two weeks of each other wasn't it i think so yeah what a time to be alive it is likely you will actually get a hot flash when listening to this track so warning is out there this one's called hot flash by max styler on hood politics records when you put your arms around me i get a fever that's a hard to give me fever time to be alive man what was it like releasing on hood poly and collabing with steven bro on sink or swim too one of the best releases they've had thanks dude uh obviously incredible everyone knows this susan is the nicest guy in the tech (laughs) house house whatever scene everything you know he's the guy everyone everyone knows it amazing yeah has an awesome label hood politics um it's been you know incredible there you go it's been incredible uh, in working with them, um, you and, and the team with releasing these songs. Um, they've uh, they've had a great reaction both times, Hood, or the uh, Hot Flash record and the Feel Good edit. Yes. Um, yeah, man, it's it's been incredible. Um, the Sink or Swim release, I think. I'm trying to remember what I'm trying to remember what came, what song came out first. If it was Hot Flash or I think it was, uh, I think it was actually coming over and then Hot Flash. Okay, gotcha. Because Hot Flash is like one of our best streaming songs. And it's- Hell yeah. (laughs) It's one of your, I mean, you have a lot of like Millie Plus, but like that's, you know, it's like not that easy to get a good streaming traditional tech house song. It's not, no. Cause it's not, it's more club music, you know, people- Exactly. Up in the club. Exactly. That's what we really- The sample definitely helped that song push push the streaming for sure yeah it's yeah and it was it was fun for me too with that one because it's like i i knew that everyone was kind of doing the um you know the the 90s r&b stuff mm-hmm. and i was trying to think of you know something that i liked that was really old i was mm-hmm. like i was like thinking like all right what's something that i could flip that's like fucking dirt old <laughs> <laughs> dirt old yeah <laughs> And I'm like scouring and like trying to think about and like looking through like old iTunes stuff that I bought like a long time ago. Yeah. And I found um I found the uh Peggy Lee Fever record. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh dude, this would be sick to redo. Dude, it's um yeah, and and then uh ended up I think uh I think Susan was the first person I sent it to for that one. Wow. Um, yeah, and I was like, dude, let's just do let's do a hood poly release. I'd never been that was the first hood politics release I'd, I'd had, so never done one with with uh, with them before. Uh, it felt like it felt like the right home, being that you guys you know do all those edits and mm-hmm. uh, your edit releases you know are awesome. So thank you. Yeah, did did that and um, 
and then yeah coming over came out two weeks later there that that, that wasn't uh planned either that was just like chance you know that's that's the thing about hood poly that we try and be flexible you know i think you've probably dealt with this a lot you yeah. send a song to a label and they're like great we love it it'll be out next year and you're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Polly is like, yo, I keep some slots open. We release one track every single week, at least, Max. Like, yeah. Not including the edits, like originals every single week. And what we try and do is like, you never know when like creation strikes, right? Like, I don't know when that you finish that song, but we always try and leave some room throughout the yeah. year because- For like any any magic that pops up. Bro, we're all producers, you know? Like, and yeah. I know a lot of, I know a lot of labels are run by producers, but we know that like, oh shit this song needs to be out asap you know yeah, what i yeah, mean like sure. that feeling so that's that's what we kind of try and do a little bit differently is like we want to be easy to work with we want to release great music we don't want to have yeah. any barriers and that might be a double-edged sword in some regards right but dude it's it's awesome and like that track came out at such a great time and it still does really well yeah. i hope you know that it is a top 10 hood poly classic bro we have a running list and that no will shit. always be in the top 10 absolutely that's amazing, that's amazing man that's awesome it's yeah. it's an honor man you let you let me or susan know when you got some more music you want to send to us 100 percent. well yeah definitely let's go baby let's I'll just i'll send you i'll send you all my edits we'll just fucking we'll do a <laughs> we'll keep a, we'll keep a flow of edits rolling dude Siley, listen to this bro I'm, I'm gonna reveal it to the world we've talked about it a little bit so they did the um daft punk edit series if you remember that last year yes um where yeah. right when daft punk retired or whenever that was two weeks later releases like 15 track package that was yeah wild. i remember that there were some there were some gems on there for sure gems we we yeah. put the best of the best to work said fuck and i'm commissioning you to do this shit yeah. i'll give you some advanced lead time but we all love dubstep and trap and i know you do too so we're gonna do a tech house edit pack of like scary monsters and nice sprites oh and shit. Like, that's cool all like the old school shit you know and yeah like, yeah yeah it make it club music but like let's teeter totter that fucking line of like trapping dubstep and like underground so yeah you want to be a part of it bro we got room okay sick sick yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta see which which old old tracks that i'm i'm a fan of to to maybe uh dabble in <laughs> dude i i like you when you said you're running through your itunes i've always had itunes like since fucking itunes was itunes yeah i have so much music in my fucking library and i'll just like shuffle sometimes and i'm like oh my god like this is a clean yeah. version that's how long ago I yeah got yeah, song, yeah for sure right just me or do you hate the new itunes update hate it hate it i can't find shit dude it's so hard <laughs> to find anything <laughs> it's terrible and like i always i'm like having to like re-download songs now weirdly yep. like like it's not they're not just like in the library anymore it's so nope. weird and when it you is. search it takes you to like a different window yes yes it's ridiculous it's like, why I am i take why am i getting taken to a different window just keep me in the the column view or whatever you know dude it's ridiculous Here. like I've, i just did it the other day uh i searched like max styler and i by the way i have like 20 of your tracks it was hilarious you have there's a lot of edits out there like mashups of max styler yeah, tracks yeah, yeah, that, I yeah. that i had and i'm like dude this is yeah. it actually uh <laughs> but i was like i was like i clicked on your name and then it just goes to one of your songs and i was like what the fuck why can't i look at all the songs at once it's so weird it's like some fucking idiot made a update on at apple and was like i'm gonna make this as hard as possible for people to search for music dude we need it's Tim terrible. Cook and David Goggins to get in a room and see what happens. 100%.
hundred percent. The usability is going to be there. I mean, come yeah. on now. We just need we just need David Goggins to call what what's his name again? Tim. Uh, Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Tim Cook. We just need to get him in a room and have David Goggins just light his ass up. Light his ass up, dude. <laughs> stop being a fucking pussy, and fix your goddamn iTunes library. <laughs> the tech house DJs are mad. We're really mad, dude. <laughs> We're the only ones who use iTunes for Christ's sake, Tim. <laughs> Everybody else uses Spotify, okay? Yeah. So bad, dude. I can't find anything. Thank God you brought that up. I know. I figured I wasn't the only one, but yeah, yeah. come on. Can we make it a little bit easier? <laughs> I know. Jeez. Yeah, I just I just use Rekordbox now. Most of my library is in Rekordbox. And I'm just like, yeah. I'll just search in Rekordbox now. It's Me way too. easier. I used to be a diehard like iTunes playlist, then put it into Rekordbox. Yeah, yeah. Like, nah. It was so easy. It's annoying. Yeah. Whoever needs to hear this, hear it. Yeah. Just we'll just add Apple like on ten different platforms when we post this. I'm sure they'd love that. We got Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> got Sherman the booth on iTunes podcast one day, and it's off the next. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Hilarious, bro. Okay, so last bit of music I want to talk about where you're at right now. Your sick collaborations with Friend Within that's releasing her new alias, Atlantic Atlantic Garden, right? Yeah. Now, I, I, there's a lot of questions I want to ask here, but first off, how did you guys meet and why did you decide to start an alias versus releasing it as traditional collab? So we never met, interestingly. Um, I've always been a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his track, uh, the Renegade Renegade record that came out a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I know he's helped on a bunch of Disclosure stuff in the past. The mechanism. Yeah. Um, he's a legend producer. Yeah. Um, legendary mustache, too. Legendary mustache, the guy. Um, and I sent him uh, a couple records I started on, uh, I think it was last year. Um and I was just kind of doing it in the hopes of uh, doing a collaboration with him. Mm-hmm. And he loved them and, you know, started to work on them and, and um, sent me back uh, a few of the ideas um, after he worked on them. And then I think it was his manager that was, that had the idea of like starting a project. And both of us like didn't really, hadn't really thought of it yet. We we're just like, we'll just do a couple, couple tracks together. Right. Um, and put them out. And, uh, yeah, we uh, ended up just thinking it was an awesome idea, and we're like, all right, let's think of a name, um, and uh, it's kind of we went through like a bunch of random names. I don't even I don't remember right now, but like, yeah, um, we're separated by the Atlantic, so we're like, all right, let's Atlantic's got to be in there somewhere. Yep, um, and then I don't remember if there was any meaning for garden. I think it, maybe good. it was just like a like a, a new thing blossoming type thing, or mm-hmm. it could have also just been zero meaning at all. Like we just <laughs> like we just liked the word, and we're it, like, dude, it's fucking... such a great name. Yeah, honestly. let's just throw garden on uh, at the end there. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, now we've uh, now we've worked on a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's still a ton of stuff that we've worked on that's that's coming out. Um, needs to see the light of day um yeah. yeah it's been it's been incredible working with him we have like this like cool workflow um we're really quick together i think both like both of us have produced for a long time yeah um both of us have a lot of hours of uh ableton staring 
under our belt. Hamilton staring. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> lots of red eyed, uh, long yeah. nights of red eyes. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we just, we just like have a good uh, workflow together. And I think after the first two tracks, we knew that like we should do a lot more together. And um, yeah, I think that was really the reason for starting the project together is because like not everyone you work with, you have like a really good, workflow with like um it's not always quick or um you know it's not always easy where it's like he'll work on something and and i'll love it instantly and not want to change anything or i'll work on something and he'll love it and not want to change anything it's like that kind of relationships are like all right we gotta like lock this in and, and do a bunch of songs together and start a project because also you don't want to release like a bunch of songs with yeah. the same artist i feel like if yeah you're not have a project together that's true very you know? good i mean i guess you can i mean it's totally fine to do that but like it just feels better to like solidify it and start like a name together yeah for sure yeah. pick that lane for yourselves yeah and it opens up opens us up to uh kind of pushing outside of our normal sounds for each of our projects too yeah. like we can kind of experiment and um try some new things which is which is fun Dude. so fuck yes man and that is incredible because you guys coming together is so dope i mean the atlantic garden ep three track ep that like i said to you man is pretty cutting edge i mean everything to me you don't hear tracks like that every day bro you really don't Oof! i know you guys are gonna love this one it's called everything to me by max styler and friend within released under their moniker atlantic garden by a spin and deep let me tell you something you're everything to me things that i always talk about is like it's versatile in the sense where it's like it tiptoes the line of this streams really well i want to listen to this and it goes off live max <laughs> i mean that Thanks, second man. where it's like whoo whoa, whoa, boom 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 i yeah, always yeah, try yeah. and get the kick drums in my hand and i can't i can't ever because <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> you know how yeah. cool you look as a dj when you get the kick drums oh, yeah. right <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly little fucking, i'm yeah. like god damn it styler bro make it a little easier for me but <laughs> <laughs> i love that track and the most recent one real life like it's funky but dark and it's authentic and i mean dude i i thought of this when i when i listened to it it's almost like the same body as atlantic garden but it's a different limb does that make sense yeah yeah yeah, for sure you know what i mean yeah. it's like one song is the left arm another song is the fucking right foot or some yeah. shit i don't know same <laughs> body i i i don't yeah. I don't even know if it makes sense but it does to me yeah so one thing that we like, do love a lot is um melody and yeah. there's not you know in in a lot of um tech house and, and stuff that's being released there's not like a ton of melody and 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 um 
I know that he has like a big trance influence. Um, he loves like some some older trance stuff. Really. And we um, we kind of wanted to put those like together and mash them up. So that's why like everything to me that song. It's yeah. got like this like very interesting like kind of friend with any slash me drop where it's yeah. just kind of odd in a sense. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a little um, weird. I love it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it just goes into like this full like kind of trance break, and then back into that like trippy drop. So we we want to like do, and 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 experiment and bring in breakdowns that aren't you know necessarily fully typical and kind of get more melodic with it or. Yeah. I don't know. You know, there's it's it kind of is it's free to roam with um, for our project. Dude, you guys are challenging each other creatively and having a blast doing it. Yeah, it's super fun. It's great. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. Man. And I'm very excited to put out this new shit that we've got. We don't have we haven't sent anything out to labels yet, but we're sitting on some grade A heat. You guys might as well start your own label while you're at it too. <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, anybody who gets a hold of that is going to sign it. That doesn't matter what label they are. That's awesome. Bro. I'm, <laughs> Thanks, I'm, Thank you. I'm really, I'm just, I'm happy for you for what it's worth. I'm proud of you, bro. Like this Thanks, is dude. like, it's fucking Thank sick, you. man. It's so sick. And, you know, as a DJ, like, <laughs> I just love dropping that music, bro. Cause it's like, you know, I've DJed for seven, eight years now, right? Like I played a lot yeah. of the same music. I know what works. Like, you know, I, I'm yeah. always trying to play unreleased shit just because I'm always trying to test the crowd, you know, give them what they didn't know they wanted. And Atlantic Garden music is always like a, oh, what? Like shit, shit. you know, Thanks, like man. I'm I even doing that. that. I appreciate that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you guys set out to do, but it's working. Never. You just, you just, you get in the studio and you make what you're feeling. (laughs) Like if, if you feel good about it, like that's, that's literally all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime I've, anytime I've tried to set out to make something like, uh, like I want to, you know, I want to make a song that's going to stream well, or I want to make a song that's like made for Spotify or like, Mm -hmm make something that's like really short because it's like easier to listen to TikToky. yeah TikToky. never fucking works ever (laughs) ever works like and and all you hear from every a and r not every a and r just like a lot of the you know bigger label a and r's they always want like that like can you like bring in that catchy part back here and and repeat it the entire song or can you like you know, can you cut it? It's 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 three minutes right now. We need it to be two minutes. It's like, dude, Ugh. it's fine. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, ridiculous. I know. And uh, yeah, from for for me, like um, the biggest songs that I've had, like, have been, um, you know, not pushed like that. It's like yeah. it's just like a natural kind of, you know, thing. Letting you be you. Yeah. And probably a little unexpected, maybe on your part, right? Like, oh yeah, shit! Yeah, you never. When you put really a song well. out, you have. When you put a song out, you never know how it's going to be received, at all. Zero idea. Like, I've had songs I I put out that like I'm like, oh my god, this is so sick. I <laughs> love this so much, even more so than like any of my other songs. Yeah. And like, no one will get it. No one will like it. And you're like, <laughs> thanks, guys. Dude, it's like when uh, you know you you 
put out a picture of uh, your family on Facebook or whatever. You're just doing whatever, something with your girlfriend or your partner or whatever. And then you put out a song that you put your fucking heart and soul into and it gets like yeah. one like and you're like, God damn it, yeah. this is demoralizing. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do people you, want? Yeah, and then you make a funny tweet and get fucking hundreds of likes. <laughs> that is a great example too. Yeah, yeah, it's always like, so I, I'm, I'm going to post my new song and like, you know, I'll get a couple likes and then I'm just going to make this funny tweet and like everyone's going to see it. <laughs> so it's funny how that shit works. Yeah, it is funny how that shit works. But yeah. that's why it's so important that like as a producer, you enjoy the process because a lot of times you're going to be your only fan, you know, like. Oh, yeah. It's the reality. It's the reality of the game, man. Yep. And everyone's everyone starts there. Like, it's just how how it goes. Absolutely. And no matter how big you are, you still have that. Like it just it just happens. Dude, so true, man. I've experienced that on this podcast, like in multiple ways and layers. Like when I first started doing it, it's like anything. People get on board with you being creative and you know, trying to follow your dream and your passion. And then a year yeah. goes by and there's a little less interest in your circle. And then another year goes by and you're like maybe doubting yourself, like, is this what I want to do? Yeah. And then like usually a fucking dark hole comes, at least it did for me. And I'm like, is anybody listening? Like, am I just talking to myself out here? Yeah. Like, you know, but then yeah. I realized. And then I you actually, have one day and then you have one day where like everything switches and like you're on fucking top of the world. One day it happens and you never know when it's going to. And you're like, dude, I actually love what I'm doing. And this yeah. is so much fun. I don't care what anybody else thinks. And that, that moment when you stop giving a fuck about everybody else is when people start to get on that fucking ride with you. Right. Yeah. For sure. hundred percent. You heard it here first people. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's fuck. It's the most true thing ever. You just got to not care what people think about you. Um, and it's hard because like you're kind of in the limelight all the time. Yeah. As, as being a public facing person. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just gotta put yourself out there. What do you, what do you think about that, Max? Like <clears throat> that's a hot topic these days. I know Gasly made a pretty viral post about being like, I don't know how to put myself out there. I just want to make music, but you can't do that anymore. You have to make TikToks and make like, you know, yeah. social media posts and all this stuff. And that can be hard for creatives because a lot of times the way they want to speak is through their music. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me personally, I've never been great at social media. Still not really great at it. Like yeah. I, my brain just like, doesn't like work like that. I don't know. It's just like, I can't like look at any situation and be like, oh, that's like a funny post, you know? <laughs> Like, like, I just like, don't like, yeah, I just like, I'm just not really like that kind of person. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard. It's, it's a, it's a weird era we're in. Cause most, most things now, like even label, like major labels, like they won't sign or even look at music, even if it's good, they'll just, they'll like, want to look at like how many followers you have oh, I hate that. or like, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like kind of a bummer for sure yeah um yeah i wonder i wonder how we get out of that cycle i ever i feel like every now and then i see someone posting on twitter or whatever like instagram like isn't gonna be around forever or like you know it's yeah. gonna die soon or whatever but i hope i hope we go back and not like further into the fucking black mirror episode of like you know like just craziness you know with with social validation on 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 instagram yeah. and all you know all this shit i know i that the one where like 
uh, you look at people and they have like a ranking or some shit like that. Yeah, that yeah, one? yeah. On Black Mirror. Yeah, that shit fucked me up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Um, I think there are aren't they already, like, already doing this in China where it's like there's a social credit score or something like that. Yeah, yeah. China. Like, dude, that's so gnarly. It, that is the exact word for it. That's literal Black Mirror. <laughs> Full blown Black Mirror. It's fucked, man. Like, yeah. I agree with you. Like, I'm I'm someone who does put out a lot of content and it was really tough for me like again in the beginning days like everyone's self-conscious about their voice and like if you put yourself out there to the world like you know you said it it's yeah. easier said than done to just like not give a fuck but it's like yeah. whew, like people yeah. are seeing me and hearing me but yeah. like i mean dude i'm not gonna lie like this is my first like full-blown like podcast that i've like really ever done that's awesome bro have you been yeah, enjoying like, it though? i don't what's that have you been enjoying it though oh dude i love it it's fucking, not so it's bad great. yeah I'm just like, for me, like I had never been great and I've always been kind of nervous with like putting myself out there and, and talking. Yeah. Um, and I've always been much better at like just being a studio guy and like, sure. you know, being quiet and like honing my craft and, you know, kind of not focusing on anything social mm -hmm. at all. Apart from like real day life, social like Instagram and, you know, right. social media, not right. social <laughs> yeah my social skills are okay people i'm fine yeah i was gonna say you, you're, you're pretty easy to talk to bro yeah. yeah yeah um yeah but like social media has always been like this weird kind of thing for me yeah it just feels everything's always felt forced for me yeah um i, know I don't a lot know of people resonate with that yeah a lot of people do i mean it's a whole other layer that's that's honestly it and and really on that note like i think because it's become so prevalent and yeah. where you're at right now with music like house music these days man and dance music culture i feel like is the most open it's ever been it's so collaborative like yeah i mean there's always going to be barriers to entry right but like during the pandemic i doubled down on the podcast bro you know and i was trying to introduce myself to people all over the world and and just trying to you know grow my network and everybody was open to it right because like we yeah. all got kind of tested with like well what are you really in this for you know and like when you see collaborations with rappers and tech house producers and rock and roll and dubstep and shit and like that has been happening but now it's like people are like down to fucking just fucking yeah. integrate bro you know and yeah. it's like hey man that's the, that's the side of social media that's really cool it, exactly the, that was my all point the, exactly all the integration and like yeah that's that's a really cool side of it um the social validation part is the is the hard part yeah I know. Yeah. It's real. And then it's like, if you haven't made a post in like three days, it's like, oh my God, are you, are you dead? You know, like shit like that. Bro, you haven't had, you're, you don't have a story going every 24 hours, bro. Yeah, seriously. It's... And then you feel like you're slacking if you're not posting enough too. I know. I it's know. Kinda, it's, kinda, it's a crazy cycle. It's like, it kind of, it definitely fucks with your head for sure. It fucks you the head. Just know that you're not out there though, people. You're really not. You're yeah. not alone. We're all, we're all trying to deal with this together and I think one thing too, like we all deal with the comparison issue, right? Like, especially as a DJ, it's, it's so easy to get jealous. In fact, you probably should get jealous in some ways because it might spark a fucking fire under your ass. But like we all compare ourselves to literally the 0.1% of people that are killing it on social media. And you're like, this guy DJs everywhere. He tours like this girl yeah. got this gig because of that. Right. It's like, dude, just do you. Yeah. Do fucking you. I yeah. mean, that's how I feel about it at least. Yeah. 100%. So, I mean, that's all you can do. Yeah. 
and it's a good mindset because you don't want to you know get caught in that social validation trap and and think you're not doing well when when really everyone's in the same boat yep and uh yeah i mean yeah you nailed it on the head for sure that's awesome i I, i'm so glad you agree with me bro i figured you would but i know a lot of people out there too but yeah Yeah. you gotta find that line gotta find that line Um, for sure max i want to ask you a, a hot topic right now it's it's become pretty clear right it's like house music is doing so well you know you uh-huh. mentioned john summit earlier like he's fucking killing it bro in the past year and a half he's blown the fuck up yeah and your music is doing fantastic you love house music we see people like fisher uh sonny federa chris lake you know nor impure blowing up getting on every festival lineup festival lineups yeah. being mostly house these days i mean yes yeah, it's, it's pretty wild to see that why do you think that is is there a reason um i think things ebb and flow i think um styles really come in and out like i think right now um house music moving to the main stage yeah is gonna force house music to become a little more main stage sounding yeah and i like it already kind of is um even chris lake's main like newest release 400 yeah very big it is like, it's like a big room house track. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of sound is gonna be is gonna be hot for the big DJ, the big house guys playing main stage sets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like just from me being in the scene for several years, like you see like trends kind of come in and out and and come and go and um, and music in general, like rock will go out and then rock will come back 10 years later or like <laughs> you know like think things just kind of like it's a, yeah. it's a interesting cycle um, yeah yeah I, I agree with you man i mean we've talked about all the genres that you were making in the beginning days bro like 2011 when levels came out bro and it just like sparked that that swedish boom of of energy throughout really the whole world then yeah. trap had a great run rhythm had a great run i mean yeah. just on a on a on a popular level i mean like those are all yeah. huge obviously the and cool thing, thing about, about house, house music the cool thing about house music though is like proper house music has always been there and it doesn't really change much bro it's, it's been going like this steady, yeah it's steady dude yep um yep so that's that's another thing that i really love about about this kind of style of music is there's not this like following of of i mean right now there kind of is because it's blowing up and there's like this sample trend where everyone's trying to get the next big sample yeah yeah yeah. but in general um it's cool how you know how steady house music is Mm -hmm. and how it doesn't really change too much yeah um and uh it's just it's been so good for so many years dude absolute facts that is exactly it too right like you could go back to like the beginning of some of those genres, right? And they may not go back more than 10 years. You go back to the beginning of house music. We're talking about Chicago in the fucking eighties. Yeah. We're talking about Detroit yeah, yeah. in the early nineties. That shit has been going on, bro. Like I, I wear that passion on my fucking sleeve being from Chicago. Like for sure. It's, it's so humbling for me to, to even, you know, like grace the stage is the same of these same, some of these legends that are still around, you know? And, yeah. um like uh this guy marshall jefferson so oh yeah have you heard of him oh yeah he, he 
I mean, there's always, it's funny. It's like a, it's like an old wives tale. Sometimes when people talk about how Chicago house music started, like he says that he made the first song, but Chippy says he made the first song. And I'm like, I'm like, this is fucking history, bro. Like that's wild. Right. You don't hear excision and sub doctor being like, I made the first dubstep track, you know? (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Yeah, So it's like, I, I find that so fucking interesting. And I think that's why house has continued to grow is because you get you get into it and then you realize like whoa there's so many layers there's yeah. techno there's tech house there's disco there's funk there's you know yeah, there's so many different genres of house and they're all so good like <laughs> yes. growing up like growing up my mom had bg's playing in the car same all the time <laughs> constantly just like fully constantly all the time best um yeah that's that's, that's probably where i got my uh my disco love for sure. Me too, bro. Me too. Yeah. I fucking love the Bee Gees. My dad actually right here to my left is Saturday Night Fever poster. Oh, hell yeah. I That's love awesome. that shit. I love that shit so much. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's part of me's bummed that I didn't live through the disco era. I'm gonna prove it to the people. See that? There it is. There it is. That's really that's really how we do here, people. I'm but gonna, let me turn my lights on. It's getting dark. Well, actually, shit, my lights are on. It's just kind of dark in here. Hey, I gotta, all right, take a, all right. I gotta take a quick pee break. I'll be right back. Go ahead. Sorry, I've been drinking like a horse today. Feel better? <laughs> I'll feel much better. Bro, it's nothing like a good piss, man. Number one. Whole new world. <laughs> it's something all humans can fucking get on board with, man. I don't, oh, I don't dude, care yeah. where you are. I don't know how. Are. Yeah, I don't know how DJs do the whole like 10 hour set without peeing either dude there's no fucking way they don't pee like there's literally no fucking way i mean quoting uh quoting john fucking he's what did he say recently he's like uh um real djs piss themselves (laughs) (laughs) so good dude honestly fuck man i'll just put on i'll just put on like an eight minute record and and go pee and then come back i dude listen i don't know i don't know how people do it I go pee like four times before my set just to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of it is mental, but if you get to a three, four hour set, like I got to piss, dude. I'm like, yeah, yeah, for me. sure. 100%. Fucking A, man. Yeah. Man, and you're fucking... drinking at the same time. It's like, dude, how do you not? Dude, pee? that's if I have to play like a, a two or three hour set, I'll usually try and go in like I'm a very hydrated person. I'll try and go in a little bit dehydrated. And like yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. I'll come off and I'm like fucking dying like a yeah, yeah. animal. And I'm like, oh, I didn't have to pee. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing. I, I do the same thing because I, I have like I I'm usually pretty hydrated. and I drink a bunch of water throughout the yeah. day. Yeah. And then show days, I'll purposefully try to kind of dehydrate myself a bit. So I'm not like peeing every hour you know <laughs> dude I, I could go every 45 in fact yeah. same thing with long flights for me i try and get aisle seats because yeah, yeah. i get dude, so self-conscious if I'm i have to way. if i have to ask somebody more than once that i have to pee i'm like this is yeah. a nightmare this is, yeah it's a nightmare this is my worst dream ever. <laughs> it's literally my worst nightmare <laughs> i sit in aisle seats for the same exact reason dude literally same same exact reason i mean i do enjoy the leg room but if I have to tell someone twice that I have to pee, the nightmare. I'm gonna jump out the plane, dude. I'd rather jump out the plane, even if it's a nice person. It's like if a young person sticks next to me, it's like such relief. I'm like, all right, like asking them once is fine. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah. 
I used to say, bro, and I still say this, like if I was window and I had two large sleeping people next to me and oh, you're, dude, nightmare. I, I couldn't do it. I, I <laughs> honestly couldn't. I couldn't. In yeah, fact, I, uh, I'll I sit in the back of the plane. I don't care. I don't even want yeah. people to max. I don't even want people to see that. I go pee twice. <laughs> you're like, I'm just walking down the aisle. I'm just stretching my legs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> dude. So bad. I got booked on a, I got booked on a window seat, um, on accident. I, I always could book aisle. Like I'm really good about getting it early and, and making sure I have aisle seat. <laughs> Um, and I got booked on a, on a window seat on the, on my way back from like, uh, Taiwan once. Oh, dude. I had a fucking panic attack. My, my, my girlfriend was with me and she like, she's like, I have Xanax. I literally had to take like full Xanax and just conk out. Cause I was like, dude, like I'm gonna have to pee so many times on this. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't push by this many times. <laughs> I need to take a Xanax so no one knows I'm a fucking pee freak. Bro, and pee freak. That's what I am too. We're pee freaks, dude. And you you gotta hydrate on a plane because you already get dehydrated. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. I yep. can't come off that shit dehydrated. Dude, wow. I'm so glad I met somebody else. Cause my my fiance is like, it's ridiculous. You in the aisle seats. And yeah. I'm like, she's like, you always make me sit middle too. I'm like, I don't even want to ask you to get up twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once is fine. Twice is like, dude, what is much. wrong with yeah. you? Like, dude, get a life, bro. Hold it. Yeah. And then I'll see some people, come on, don't pee at all. And I'm like, this is a four-hour flight. What yeah, the fuck is I'm wrong good. with you? Yeah. Seriously. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I already thought we had a lot in common, but this is good. <laughs> pee freaks. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's our there's our project name if we ever start a project together. Yo, that's marketable right there. Yeah. Might get into the wrong crowd, but hey, there's <laughs> it's monetizable for sure. I'm just out here to make money. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Holy hell! Okay, okay, back back to the music real quick. So, although you're still young in the game, bro, you've been in it for a long time, and there's so many young aspiring DJs and producers out there that listen to this show, and um, I'm humbled to say they're some of the biggest fans because that's why I started this to to learn. Um, what would be your advice to them? Um, I think the biggest thing would be, um, it sounds really lame, but just never giving up. So many guys I've seen who are really talented will come and go, um, because, you know, things won't work out or like maybe they're, they get down about, um, there's so many, there's so many variables as to why to quit. Yeah. And the longer you're in the scene, the more opportunities will arise, the yeah. more situations will, will pop up. And, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's been the case for me at least. Um, cause I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just like the longer you're in it, the more, the more wild situations that you would never have thought about would just pop up and you're like, Oh my God, I'm doing this now. Oh my God, I'm doing this now. And then like, you know, it just, it things stack up and, um, that's probably the, the best thing I could think of. I think that is great advice, actually. I mean, sometimes even the cliche advice coming from someone who's been through it is more meaningful. There's a reason that common pieces of advice are common. Yeah. It's because it's the truth, bro. Patience is a virtue. And you've been definitely patient. Throughout patience patience is a big, big, big thing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, there are going to be times when you, you know you have fans, but you're just there and you're like, gotta keep doing this for me like i love it yeah and 
that's that's what it comes down to it's like yeah. you have to do it because you love it and yeah. that's the only reason you can't do it to try come in and make a quick buck or like yeah want to like you know tour but i mean touring's great you don't you have to do it because you love it and that's the only way that you're going to be able to stick around and last amen bro amen yeah. and and to fucking add on top of that never stop having fun with this shit because it is For sure. easy to get down on yourself and honestly when it comes down to it there might be like if it was a big list of check boxes, there's probably more negatives that we have to deal with as artists in the music industry than the positives, right? Like you always hear about the I go from the biggest stages to alone in the hotel room. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like I saw you... I saw um Dom Dollar tweet about that recently. He was yeah. like, Yeah, yeah, it's I saw crazy it the you saw that one? Yeah, he was he was saying how like you go from which is so so real. It's like you go from these giant fucking stages with like eight thousand people. And then you're back into your hotel room for four days without speaking to a single person. <laughs> it's crazy. Like the ups and downs are wild. Yeah, it it really is. And I know it's like, that's just kind of the reality. And um, But you deal with it because that's what you shoot for. You want to play your music, whatever you're trying to do. But yeah. for our example, you want to play your music all over the world and yeah. have your fans support you. So it's like, man it's yeah it's it's the humble truth i agree with you 100 percent, max yeah 100 gotta love it that's the only way you're gonna last and continue to do it you have to just love what you do you gotta love what you do man and make sure you get the aisle seats make sure you get <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah because i'll quit if i'm gonna be getting window seats yeah hey any fucking agents <laughs> out there he's not coming unless you get that fucking <laughs> no, i'm not i'm not that much of a fucking drama queen but that would be that yeah I need, my, I need my aisle seats for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max, what can you tell us about what's uh, what's on the horizon, bro? Any releases that you can share? Yeah, um, super excited about a few of them. Uh, got another one coming with Kyle Walker uh, soon on D4. Oh, wow. Congrats. Yeah. That's huge, bro. You guys you. collab on Saved is sick, too. I should have mentioned that one. Thank you, man. Thank you. I've worked, that's one of my favorite ones that I've, that I've done in a while. Yeah. Um, the D4 one's great um a little different than uh than the saved one this one's a little more poppy upbeat um got some piano um that kind of vibe mm -hmm. um got another one with page on realm not another one with page another one on realm with page got it um loving that one it's with this singer named marley uh she's got an incredible voice cool um yes yeah, so we're really happy with that one um trying to know think if i can talk about anything else what about any shows where can we catch you yeah um let me look real quick on my calendar let's go let's see uh, i've got hawaii this or honolulu this weekend um and then i've got um got there's an unannounced la show at exchange next weekend it's gonna be for space yacht Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we can talk about that for sure. I don't, although, when are you posting this? This will be out next Wednesday, so it'll be okay. You should, you should be good, right? Probably okay. Yeah, I'll 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 shoot you an email if we need to. If we need to I mean, bro, if they made it to it. the end of the episode, I think it might deserve it. It's yeah, you know what? That's a good fucking point. Yeah, if you made it, if you if you guys made it to the end of this episode, I'm playing Space Yacht Exchange LA Friday night. 
That's sick, bro. Shout out to fucking space. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great night. Um, what else do I have? Got um a Vegas show in May um at Resorts World. Oh, um, is that at Zook? Was that what it's called? Zook? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Resorts World is nuts. Yeah, so they're it's really cool. They're they're putting on like a lot of the more underground talent whereas most of the strip is like you know it's the classic never change um you know Chain smokers yeah it's, it's, it's all the yeah it's the head edm guys it's like it yeah. never really changes um and resorts world doing like jamie jones camel fat peggy peggy goo smart um mk yeah it's, pause, i saw that yeah yeah they're just booking like really really cool shit um so is Tao, so is uh so is excess now too. Yeah. Um but I think for me I, I really started to notice it when, when Zook was uh was doing it. They were like, All right, we're gonna bring on some young guns, which is which is cool. That's awesome. They're not even young guns, just just a little more underground, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's huge. I mean um, it's good that yeah. they're seeing that, man. That's what yeah. If I go to Vegas, I mean you can do that big shit like one night, bro, but like I wanna go I mean, you go to those clubs, bro, you get fucking smacked in the face with blackout. <laughs> like, it doesn't always have to be like that when you go to Vegas, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Um, I think I, I got a North Carolina show coming up. Um, wow. What else is there? Traveling a lot, though, huh? Yeah, it's been it's been chaotic. Um, which is, uh, you know, for me, I, I haven't really ever had a steady flow of shows. Mm -hmm. um and now it's starting to get more steady i've got a great agent um will do you know will duca yeah why do i know that name um he does black v-neck mm. yeah i was on an email chain with him actually okay. for black v-neck with john summit that's why i recognize okay it. yeah he used to be with uh, an agency called sleeping giant yes he moved he moved to his own company called disruptive and it's me black v-neck um truth and lies they're coming on next week bro hell yeah that's awesome yeah um yeah so he's uh he's doing great like i uh it's it's really good having someone on your team that like uh is your agent who fully believes in you and is like yeah. he reached out to to my manager and me and um wanted to book me because i mean he's he's just a he loves my music so i was like dude this is this is the guy like i don't care about like you know any agency it's like mm -hmm. just get someone who believes in you and they will fucking push hard yeah and that's like the best situation so it's been Fighting it's been like it. a more steady thing of shows i've done a lot of shows in the past but never like a um you know constant kind of flow dude that's so awesome been... bro fuck yeah man that's that's great i'm so glad you have a supportive team around you that means like so much to an artist yeah yeah, it's it's uh it's incredible. It's definitely uh definitely needed. Parents, girlfriend, fiance, wife, you know, t just you need like good supportive people around you for for this to last too. So true. That's humble advice as well. I couldn't agree more with you, man. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. your girlfriend a big fan of your music? Did she come to all your shows? Because mine does not. Newly newly fiance as of like a month ago. Congrats! Let's thank go. You. We're both thank getting you, married, you. baby. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah man it's uh no no wedding plans as of yet but um 
yeah, just uh, just got engaged a month ago. So, congrats! Hey, if you didn't post it on social media, that shit does wonders for engagement. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sure we're uh, we'll we'll be posting here soon. It's not. Um, I don't think we we haven't really posted anything much yet. I was like, other than, other than a couple stories, life. but it's, the, it's well, the happiest day of your life, and you're like. God, I didn't even know these people were following me and they're fucking commenting here at some like I I do you know how much effort I put into these podcasts? Can you guys please comment? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's like fucking just please, please just do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, can I get this love on everything I do? Yeah. yeah. In fact, proposing and being with my fiance is a pretty enjoyable and easy thing for me, but you know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck man, whatever. It's the life yeah. of an artist. We do what we can. <laughs> Fucking sick. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Congrats to you, man. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Max, this has been so much fun, bro. Yeah, dude. It's been great to great to finally meet you. Um, it's a bummer we can't do this like in person, but that'll happen uh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I love it in person. It's so much fun, but it's it's still been great to connect. And I know you're a busy guy, so I really appreciate taking the time. For everybody that did make it this far, you got a lot of fucking nuggets at the end here. That's a lot sure. of little nuggets at the end for sure. A lot of nuggets, man. I hope we can get to you yeah. Chicago soon. And I know you and I are going to meet in person very, very, very soon, I hope. And um, again, bro, coming to you as a big fan. And it is just awesome to see you killing it and, and loving Thanks, life dude. too. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate having me on the show. It's, it's, been, it's been good. Hell yeah, brother. You did a great job in your first podcast. Thank you. Yeah, first one. You're good. You want to be a regular? I mean, I enjoy the shit out of this. I don't enjoy every single one. Let's do it. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Let's, you, it'll, know it'll, you know what? It'll, it'll help me get out of my comfort zone of not, um, of, uh, you know, not fucking liking social media. So. Let's get DJ Susan on the next one. How about that? He'll do Let's all do the it. talking be for us. He'll do all the down. talking. We won't say a word. He'll talk for us. Perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> in, in typical, in typical Susan fashion. Absolutely. Hey, he, yeah. he reads people's minds, so that's fine. He can speak for us. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I love it. Hi, right, brother. You enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll chat very soon. Thanks again, Talk Max. Later. Yeah, thank you.